0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to This is the Pits. My name is Michael Overst and uh, Chelsea Greenwood is the other host of this podcast, and she's here too. Uh, today, we are talking about a movie from 2009 called Inglorious Bastards. Bastards, no, actually. thank you. It's like Bastards. bass
1: the fish meets the stuff that comes out of your bum sometimes. <laughs> you know what i mean
0: it's, that's exactly yeah i don't know i totally know what you mean <laughs> um if you're asking if i poop then yes i do know what you mean yeah um, i mean
1: i could right now launch into the different variations of poops but this is not that kind of a podcast so i'll keep it to myself but a turd no, is a very specific thing
0: yeah is, you say? And i now have a lot of questions about you <laughs> different types of poops um <laughs> so I, that we can take that offline and oh and we will um so yeah today we're talking about uh English Bastards which is a movie that we've both been excited to watch we both have seen it before and we both uh like this movie am I right
1: I gotta say I think I even would go so far as to say I love this movie
0: I also yeah I love this movie it's it's a real actual masterpiece of filmmaking
1: I think that every little thing is really thought out. I think that it's the it's kind of the tipping point before he gets too gratuitous in his blood. I mean, there is a lot of blood and it's crazy, but it's not hard to watch. I'm not like a very oh my Quentin eyes. Tarantino exactly right. Oh, of course, this is a Brad Pitt podcast, but I might as well just say I think that he's fucking brilliant in this.
0: Who Brad Pitt? Yeah, Brad Pitt. Oh yeah. I forgot that he's in this movie. Um Yeah, no, he is <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't, let's be honest. Um Yeah, no, he's super good in this movie. It's it's one of those movies that he's very good in. He's actually acting. Like he's playing a role that is not himself. Yep. And he does a good with job an of
1: accent. It. With an accent which is always a big red alert in my book.
0: It's but a But I think risk. he really pulled
1: it off. It's
0: a yeah, risk. Yeah, it's a big risk and he took it, but it was worth it. Um, I would
1: like to, right now, insert a fun factoid. There's tons of fun factoids that we'll be sprinkling throughout this whole episode. But apparently, that character that he plays, Lieutenant Aldo Rain, is, in the Tarantino universe, the uh, great-great-grandfather of the guy on the couch from True Romance that Brad Pitt already plays.
0: Another movie that we love. But yeah, I saw that factoid, too. I thought you weren't going to see that one. I I was really I hoping went to.
1: All the way down the IB, IMDb trivia. Uh, all the way you down. Did.
0: Well, then that's nice for you.
1: <laughs> but then I like gave up and tried to. I was doing all my research from my cell phone, getting my hair cut. So oh. I took all my notes and screenshots. Normally, I take all my notes on the notes app, and then it automatically uploads to my computer. Got but it. I took screenshots of my favorite notes, and so I just did a quick little refresher when I was stuck underground on the train. And also, when I got off the train, I ran and got a, a bottle of wine because I've had such a stressful day. And when I was there, there was late season Girl Scout cookies. Can you late even for season? One
0: what the fuck is that?
1: It means way past like their due Martin? date. Oh, black market.
0: And did you buy them? So
1: I have. You goddamn right, I did. I spent $10 on wine and $30 on Girl Scout cookies.
0: <laughs> okay, can can we talk about how Girl Scout cookies' prices are out of control? They're $5 a box. That's amazing. That's not amazing. Fucking, oh, is that bad? Yeah, think about it. Chips Ahoy are like $2 for yeah, way more. Yeah, but Chips Ahoy
1: are bad.
0: But they're the same quality.
1: Do you take that back? <laughs> have you ever had Thin Mint?
0: <laughs> yeah, they're basic as hell. I mean, they're good. I'm not saying they're bad. But they're not extraordinary. Like, chips and are...
1: But they're exclusive. They're exclusive to one time of year. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Like, one time of year you get them, and I stumbled upon it in a new time of year.
0: They were expired. Were they still $5? Did they still charge you $5 for the expired cookies?
1: They sure did. They weren't expired, but they were black
0: market. Okay. Well, then, in that case, they should have been charging you $6. You got you to gotta steal their, sis.
1: I did. And I got wine thrown into the mix. They were at the wine store.
0: Fun. Um...
1: And I had been underground, and I, we were late to record this podcast, and I was huffing and chuffing, but I was like, I can't do this without wine. And then I stumble in there, and my favorite cookies are sitting on the counter, and I said, win, capital W-I-N.
0: Oh, my God. I wish you guys could see Chelsea right now. She is losing her mind, and <laughs>
1: <laughs> her hair is standing straight to the side. <laughs> it's going
0: directly out to the side, like Angelica's doll in
1: her rats. <laughs> Oh, Angelica's doll. I think about that doll a lot. Me too. The one that was missing. I saw a drag
0: queen do that look and it was genius. It was hilarious. Um,
1: Amazing. How are you, Michael? uh,
0: Oh, I'm fine. Uh, Let's see. Nothing's really new over with me. It's truly just the same old shit as last week. Um, So I honestly think, yeah, no, let's move on. It's not an interesting, there's nothing going on. Um, But let's talk about this movie because it is Interesting. And some, there's like just a lot What'd to you, go into.
1: Okay, well, before we do that, I'd like to set the scene of 2009.
0: Okay, yeah, it's a new year, 2009, so tell it's us It's a new year,
1: year, but it's not a very interesting year. Like, we can keep, this will be quick. And because I did the screenshot thing, it'll be quick. Okay, so, number one, January 3rd of that year. This movie came out in August, by the way. So, Brad Pitt had been living in Germany to film it. He has six kids, as we know. Everything outside of this movie and the year is all about Brad Pitt and Angelina and how they co-parent and how important it is. And we just need to make sure that we know that he was a father of six while making and when this movie came out. Now, for things that happened in 2009, January 3rd of that year, the first block of blockchain, cryptocurrency, and decentralized payment system, Bitcoin, is established.
0: Oh, big deal. yeah, big deal. Mm-hmm
1: um that year was the year that the airways flight 1549 fell into the hudson river and everybody survived remember that they made a movie about it with tom hanks totally um it was the year of the swine flu it's the year i got my tattoo of a pig with wings was the swine that flew oh
0: is that why you did that that?
1: no but it was funny because i got it that year and everybody was like h1n1 good one i was like no but i'll take it um new english words that came out that year alt-right anti-vaxxer and subtweet
0: well it's fitting that alt-right is became a term (laughs) that year because i don't call them alt-right i call them nazis (laughs) because that's what they are Uh, and calling them alt-right makes it easier to to swallow and they are not alt-right they are straight up nazis
1: Right, which is fitting for this episode. Um, And then there's a couple more things that happened, but I will just say the biggest one and the last one is that that was the year that Michael Jackson died.
0: Ah, yes, Michael Jackson. Truly tragic. I. That's weird that I that one I remember happening. Like I remember where it's like one of those ones where I remember where I was. I remember what was going on. It was just like yeah, it was strange. It was like totally kind of like rocked the whole world when that happened.
1: Yep, yeah, I was bartending.
0: Yeah, I was not. I was at a playground, not because I was a child, because I was I was babysitting and I was at a playground.
1: I like that in the world of this podcast, you're just always a child. I know, I
0: <laughs> like know. even
1: when the, his new movie comes out, you'll still be five years old on the playground. I no truly
0: what. will. Yeah, no, I, I'm like I remember because I was just potty trained.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Just learned how to use pull-ups. Meanwhile, I was like fucking raging on cocaine and bartending like crazy. I'm like eternally the drug addict of this in our in our the world of our podcast. Anyway, okay, Inglourious Bad Bastards. Flash Judgments. How do you feel about it?
0: Oh, great. I mean, I love this movie. It is it's one of Quentin Tarantino's best movies. Mm-hmm. It is also his most commercially successful movie.
1: I feel like I feel like I feel like maybe it's my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie.
0: I it's close because I really love pulp fiction. It is Oh yeah, just so good. That that yeah. movie you're right, made you're right, me you're right. love movies and it made made me like change how I thought viewed movies and thought about them. So Pulp Fiction I think takes the cake, but this movie I, th- I think it's super in so sometimes I'm kind of torn on Quentin Tarantino because I do love um, a lot of the things he does. But at the same time, I think he can be really indulgent sometimes in yes. a way that works. And sometimes Yeah, gratuitous. And sometimes in yeah. a way that is, is kind of just like, Ugh, okay, dude, come on. You right. know what I mean? So
1: that's what I meant to say at the beginning of this podcast, which was that this is a pretty gratuitous film. But it's gratuitous, like, for us it's not gratuitous for him, if that makes sense. Like, it's kind of grad. The gratuity is, like, gratifying to watch as opposed to, like, 12 Years a Slave, where it's just, like, this is fucking out of control. Like, you're just doing this for you. Like, almost like as a sadist way of, like, making your viewers watch blood, blood, blood. Okay, but 12 blood.
0: Years and a Slave like- is different because... Did you see that movie?
1: Not 12 Years a Slave. I meant Django Unchained.
0: Okay, I was gonna say, 12 Years a Slave is... <laughs> is by Steve McQueen and all of his movies are like that. But yeah. yeah. Um, I meant Django Unchained,
1: which I also Django like. is... I mean, I like I liked Tarantino in general, but Me it too. Is pro- the gratuity is problematic. Not in this case. Also, the beginning of, from the very minute this movie starts, you are in, you are wrapped, yep. you are enthralled. The fucking acting is amazing. The cinematography is amazing. It's shot on 35 millimeter. It's like,
0: well, they say, you know, like the, one of those things that they say about filmmaking is that you should always, oh God, listen to us. Um, but one of the things that they do say about filmmaking <laughs> is that every scene should feel like a short film in order to be a, like a, a strong story. Mm. Like it should have mm. a strong mm-hmm. sense of direction in, in each scene. And this movie, that first scene in the countryside. Mm. The, there's only one character, well, I guess two, but mostly one character in that scene who you ever see in the movie again. And it tells so much about the pace and the tone of this movie. It's just fucking good, man. It's just so good. But wait, back to the thing where you're talking about gratuity and like how self-indulgent. I think it's self-indulgent. I don't think it's it's gratuitous for the viewer. I mean, it is in a lot of sense, it is. But also I think it's really for him. Like, well, I yeah, think it's, it's all very him. self-serving for Quentin Tarantino, and some this this is a movie where it works. It's like peak self-serving working for him. I think a movie like Pulp Fiction is one where he was like, "Oh wait, I can kind of do all this stuff like that I just want to do for me, and it totally works." But like a movie like Django Unchained is so much for him that he sort of loses the story a little bit. Oh no! Is there a fucking kitten right there? Oh my god, she's so cute. Here oh, she what's come. she doing?
1: She just came to hang out because I've been at work all day.
0: And she missed you. Sounds like she's Um, going to knock over your glass of wine.
1: Hello, tiny. Come sit on my lap. Okay, so here's the deal. Yes, but I don't think... I mean that the gratuity is for us in a way that we get what we want throughout the whole movie. Like, outside of Shoshana's death, which I completely forgot about in the first... Like, I forgot that she was murdered. I always, in my head, thought that she walked away from the bombing and, like, won the day. But she didn't. Um,
0: no, she fully but doesn't.
1: outside of that, what I love about this movie is that it changes history. And it does it with a smile on its face amongst all of the fucking blood and horror that was World War II and this movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, and, like, he, the they first time that... you see
1: it, it's so satisfying. Who is oh my the God, it's they so you keep talking about, by the way?
0: Who, me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, what are you talking about?
1: You just say they say.
0: <laughs> I mean they as in like a lot of like critics and like general the general opinion among like sometimes film snooty filmmakers and sometimes Like us. Us. Other people like us. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's like how Quentin Tarantino's movies all exist in the same universe, which you mentioned with the fun factoid about Flynn being a relative of Aldo Rain. You know, it's it's supposedly that the reason that so many of of Quentin Tarantino movies are hyper-violent is because in their universe, Hitler died in such a wickedly violent way. Right. And so much of World War II was much more violent. Well, yeah. at least, at least, uh, I don't want to say... Yeah, well, yeah. I guess that we know. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it was plenty violent. I'm not saying it wasn't and violent. I realize
1: I was not there.
0: End? I was not there. But I do understand. <laughs> so
1: therefore, it may not exist. There are. are you a oh my god.
0: <laughs> um, I'm not saying I'm not. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know
1: but, you are kidding. I'm um, sorry, I'm in a really weird mood.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know what's going on. I'm hot, but it's it's like cold outside. Something's wrong. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so that's apparently that's why his movies are violent, because in their universe, Hitler died in such a violent way that did not happen in real life, and so their whole world is just more violent. I don't know how much yeah. truth there is to that, but it's an interesting I like th- thought.
1: I like thinking about that. I like thinking about all of his movies being in one universe. That's like a really fun path to walk down. It is. It's sure. totally fun. Um, I also just f- like... Speaking of universes, in the universe of this podcast, it's so refreshing after watching so many slogs of movies that are all good in their own right. Like yeah, like Benjamin Button that is fine and Babel, yep. which is great. You know, like all of these movies, it's so nice to like turn on a movie and be like, Holy fuck, this is good. And like yeah. watch like watch the film itself and the acting just like being in that setting of like the French countryside, it's just like, Woo, so nice. I
0: know. Did you take a lot of notes? I, the movie. Did in the
1: be- I did in the beginning and then I kind of stopped because same. I don't really because I'm take like lot it's of just notes a good.
0: Anymore. Oh well, I usually take a lot of notes, but I was just like it's there's. I just love this movie and it's so it's really speaks for itself. So if you've seen this, you know it's just like a fucking killer movie. Um,
1: I was trying to look for a bad review, I couldn't find one.
0: There's not that many. Yeah, they're
1: not all raves, but. Because it's Tarantino, obviously he's problematic, but no one does not Everybody can appreciate the fact that this is like a really masterful film. That it's like a fully entertaining and perfectly executed movie for what it is. Okay,
0: so yeah, we're going to just like rip the dick off this movie because we're jerking it so hard, but um, basically I'm just going to like kind of go through my notes since they are in chronological order, so we can kind of go through the movie as we talk about things that I wrote down and maybe you wrote down some similar stuff, but... One of my first thoughts going into starting this movie was I was okay with the fact that it's super long. I often, when we record this podcast, I often complain about the length of the movie um, because I'm impatient and movies can be boring. And this movie is not boring, and I was totally fine with it being long. Totally fine.
1: Yeah, you know what's interesting? I usually watch the long ones. Like If it's a three-hour movie, I'll watch it like an hour, and then I'll finish it before. But I actually watched the whole movie in one night. Yeah. which is very rare for me. It, normally, if it's a three-hour one, even if I'm enthralled, I'll fall asleep after work.
0: Like, yeah. by,
1: by 10.30, I can't watch movies anymore.
0: Totally. Yeah, no, I sat down and watched this whole thing, too. Um, and it was like, because I was like with my boyfriend, and I was like, we're watching a movie tonight, and I, it's, we're going to watch the whole thing. It's going to be great. We don't even have to worry about, we're just going to watch the whole movie. Yeah. And it was easy, an easy decision. Um, also, I love Christoph Waltz. Oh, he, wow. He's the best is part his, of this movie. He totally, he carries the movie. He yeah. he. This is his debut American role, and he's a German actor. And this is his first role in the U for an American movie. Um, and he
1: won the Oscar for it.
0: He sure did. And and uh, Brad Pitt uh, gave him some praise because he said um, that a script like this is like a Coen Brothers script. He said there's a lot of music to the script. In the writing, there's a lot of like. It, it's working really well. Yeah. Um, and he said that the script, the movie is never going to be as good as it is on the page unless the casting is perfect. Right. And Quentin Tarantino famously said that this, that the, the role that Christoph Waltz played was, he was afraid that it was going to be unplayable.
1: Yeah, I read that too.
0: And that he nobody was like, would, do at, it when to they it. were
1: casting, he was like, I'll never be, he was like legitimately worried that he wasn't going to be able to make this movie. Cause he, he wouldn't make it without the perfect person to play. This guy, and he didn't think he was going to, and then Christoph waltzed into his life. See what I did there?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I need to
1: always point it out,
0: I in case know. you don't know. I know. Well, um, no, we, but but we yeah, all got it. Yeah, but it's
1: true. He's a fucking brilliant actor. I mean, Truly the way brilliant. he plays evil. One of my first notes was that he, he's drinking that full glass of
0: milk. Something so weird about drinking milk. In general, I hate it
1: when people drink cups of milk. My boyfriend drinks milk with leftover sausage like he has this like weird thing about day after sausage Ew. with a glass of milk and it makes me want to leave him in the, into the wayside it's, <laughs> and that's be disgusting because if you think about it a cup of milk is cow lac- it's a cow's lactation it's really fucking disgusting
0: yeah and I also would like to point out that in America it's legal to in the milk you can have up to 20% pus in milk
1: well, that's what I I didn't want to say that because I'll gag. But my point is it just is such a considerate, another considerate thing where it's like <laughs> repulsive for this guy to be drinking milk and not wine or whiskey or like whatever.
0: It's just so gross. Like, yeah, it's like in in No Country for Old Men when uh, Anton Chigurh sits down and has a cup of milk and then the sheriff walks into their Apartment, like twenty minutes after that guy's left, and he sits down. And he's like, "The milk's still sweating." He was here just recently. And he sits down and he drinks some of the milk, and I'm like, "Ew! Yeah. Why is everyone just drinking this milk, especially when it's been sitting out in the middle of Texas?" It's fucking gross. That makes
1: me just really want to jump off a bridge, to be honest. Okay, well,
0: let's not. Let's finish this podcast first. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's um, what see. Was your next
1: note?
0: That they aged Brad Pitt a little bit. But yeah. this is also one of the first movies where he actually looks older. Besides Babel, I will say. Besides Babel, this is one of the first ones. But they really there.
1: aged him in Babel.
0: This was a, more subtle. This was a little more subtle. Um, but, yeah, I I thought it, it was a good fit for him. I just think he, Brad looked good. He looked – he acted well. I mean, it was just thoroughly good on his end. Like, we could do the ratings right fucking now. You
1: know what you know. it felt like he had – yeah, I know. He had a character, you know. Sometimes he like will throw on a character like it's a co- like it's a fucking piece of clothing. Yeah, definitely. Like, like, like in Burn After Reading. I feel yeah. like this one was very successful. That face that he kept making, that like one eye closed.
0: I, just I wonder him. if it yeah worked in his favor.
1: I also thought his accent. I read a quote from Tarantino that said, uh, which I thought was interesting in regards to this podcast. That he said basically, "How could I not?" cast brad pitt he was the only person for this role and he was always the person for this role because of his fame hold on let me find the thing he said he goes brad was the guy for the role i didn't have a second choice i feel like his iconic star persona is at its zenith right now and i wanted to capitalize on that yeah so he chose him because of his fame which i thought was also a really interesting thing i mean obviously he chose him because He'd worked with him before and he wanted to work with Brad Pitt, but he took his public persona into consideration when casting the movie.
0: No, well, they haven't really worked together because uh, Tarantino knows... Uh, wasn't
1: on set on, in True Romance.
0: Right, and he, he Tarantino knew Brad Pitt's agent, and he tried to get him in some other movie, and every time he would reach out to Brad Pitt's agent, they, he would say... Like, no, you guys cannot meet. Like, Brad is not available, and you can't. And he's like, well, can we at least meet to like get to like just to like talk about it? And he's like, no, you can't. Because the agent was like, I know that if you two meet, you're going to fall in love, and it's going to be hard for Brad to say no, and he's going to oh want to change his whole schedule. God. And so his agent kept Tarantino from meeting Brad until he was like, all right, this one Brad can do, so you guys can meet. So Tarantino flew to Berlin – or was it berlin or i forget where he was i think it was berlin where brad pitt was with uh angelina and yeah uh, they had
1: a uh, like fucking they had a nazi mansion they actually rented a mansion that was built for the ss
0: no no no. brad and angelina before they cast but like anyway no before that's they...
1: what i mean they were already in there they already had a mansion in the oh. Berlin countryside yeah and it just so happened that he came to it, and it was a it was an SS officer's oh, like shit. sprawling mansion with like quarters for like security and shit.
0: Oh wow! And then they like drank a bunch of wine, and and Brad said he would do the role.
1: I did read that too. That factoid. Shall I read it?
0: So fun. Well, it's I kind of just said it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there's a funny thing about it. There was like a specific. I don't know. Fuck it.
0: Oh, I was just going to say my favorite fact, because I am one of the biggest fans of The Office that you will ever oh, meet.
1: I knew you were going to do this one. I kept it for you.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, so <clears throat> uh, <laughs> on The Office, as you know, BJ, BJ Novak, who plays Ryan on The Office, is one of uh, Brad Pitt's uh, Jew hunter or uh, not Jew hunters, the other way around, <laughs> uh, Nazi hunters, whatever you call them. Um, yeah. But he had uh, BJ Novak had to take a break from the office uh, to f- film this movie. So on the office, when Ryan says he's going to Thailand with some friends from high school, he's actually leaving to go film this movie. But I also love that line when he says he's going to high, he's going to Thailand with some friends from high school, and then he looks at the camera and he goes, "Well, a high school." <laughs> 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 That's like the best line.
1: That is so you. It makes me very funny laugh. Um, Let's talk about the Bastards for a second. First, I'd like to point out that this, we we kind of touched on it at the beginning, that this is not the Glorious Bastards. bastards. No. It's the Glorious Bastards. And I read an interview where the person asked Quentin Tarantino why he named it *Inglorious Glorious Bastards. Yeah. And he said, here's the thing. I'm never going to explain it. You do an artistic flourish like that, and then to explain it would just take the piss out of it and invalidate it in the whole stroke in the first place. So no, I'm not going to tell you what it was.
0: Such a, see, that's when I'm like, okay, Quentin Tarantino, no one gives a fuck that But then
1: I read a lot of reviews that were like, let's just start with the name, the (laughs) flair. You know what I mean? God, see, that's Um, what I don't like. But there are a few fun bastards in it, which one of them is Eli Roth, the, the bear Jew. Yeah. He helped write the thing and he also directed the movie,
0: the mini movie in the movie. The mini
1: movie that was in the movie, the one that was screening when Hitler was in the theater, which I thought was great. Yeah. BJ Novak is a bastard, obviously. And then um, uh, the guy from Love, did you ever watch Love? Paul Rust is one of the bastards too. And I have a huge crush on him and he looks super Jewish, but he ain't Jewish, which really burns my biscuit (laughs) as a fellow Jew.
0: Right, right. Well, you're, he's not a fellow Jew, but uh, I'm not Jewish. Do you think I'm Jewish?
1: Ew, hell no. I know all about your fucking church-going upbringing.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: I don't know why I said you, but I'm a Jew and I feel Jew. It's okay. Can you Jew. imagine if
0: I said you? You said you're a Jew and I was like, ew. <laughs> right after <laughs> I just denied the Holocaust. It's happened to me before.
1: It's happened to me before. What? I dated a guy um when i was very young he was from the ukraine and he and i were like (laughs) when i say dating i mean like we would like scam behind the basketball court um and one time he was like hey do you want to go out with me this weekend and i said no i can't it's my brother's bar mitzvah and he looked at me as if i had just told him that his mother was dead he looked at his face was like smiling and flirty and he was like touching my thigh and then he Took his hand away and looked at me like I had just literally murdered his mother. And he was like, you're Jewish? And I was like, yeah, is that a problem? I'm, I'm By my. By the way, I grew up in Los Angeles, which is run by Jews.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And he was like, he was like, I cannot believe you didn't tell me. And he like held his head in his hands. And like, I thought even then it was humorous. I was like, Jesus, who the fuck?
0: Anyway. Oh my God. That's so funny because, I mean, it's not funny. I'm sorry that happened, but it's, <laughs> it's funny because it's like, I I never understood why people, people are yeah like I don't get it like it's they're just white people.
1: <laughs> like, I know. Well, there's I guess like
0: I don't know. People
1: always say like you know they were they're very enterprising. So it was like people felt manipulated. I don't fucking know. I just, it doesn't. It but just it's doesn't crazy, make crazy any that it still to... exists. Like Nazis uh, still know. fucking exist. That I is know. bananas.
0: It's. Totally bananas, and also yeah. watching. I, I wrote this down as one of my notes, actually. Watching this movie in tw- two thousand nineteen is a different kind of satisfying that I was uh-huh. not prepared for. I didn't. Sure. I didn't re- yeah. think about that. You yeah. know, that's but so like,
1: interesting and also so sad.
0: So sad because of how yeah. measles and Nazis are making a resurgence. It feels like fucking nineteen forty one. Like, I know, but you think on? about
1: when this movie came out in 2009, Barack Obama was president and like gay people, like states were starting to let gay people get married. It was like a blossoming, burgeoning time.
0: Perfect compared, time compared for this movie to come hellhole.
1: out. Yeah. This,
0: this is the type of movie that comes out when things are going well for people who don't like Nazis. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, when things are... When Donald Trump is president, this is not the kind of movie that comes out. Because, I don't know about that,
1: though, because it's kind of like an allegory, like, wouldn't we just love for that to happen to... I mean, I guess, obviously, Trump isn't Hitler. I know a lot of people say that, but he's...
0: He's worse. I, mean, um, I
1: don't know what we're talking... We need to steer very
0: clear of the conversation This is. Down. I know. This is not that... No, I just mean because, like... I don't know. I guess when things are going well, we're like, look at how great! Like it's so funny. Like the Nazis, they almost make the Nazis like a comical enemy that you can just, just you can just shoot up. You know, they're these like
1: Absolutely. comic
0: booky bad characters that you can just like shoot up. Looney Tunes. Up. Yeah, yeah. And that's how this movie is because it was a good time to do that. But now that Nazis are the a real threat then. again,
1: yeah. Also, you can't take the piss anywhere anymore. Like you're just not allowed to, like around everybody takes everything so goddamn seriously
0: that's true yeah um i also i love mike myers in this movie i'm t- fully changing Ooh. the subject now but i love mike myers what in what a movie, joy
1: right? i love he's it. so great he's so great and i have to say his career has become these little like small cameos where you're like oh my god that's mike myers <laughs> and i every time it happens i love it love it he's love it, love it. one of
0: the best like character actors since like robin williams like he's fucking so good at it
1: yeah. and
0: it's a bummer that he is so obsessed with making his own movies because although a lot of them are great... Is he so
1: obsessed with making his own movies? What was the last movie he made? Uh,
0: I don't even know, but he's in... Like, I feel like he doesn't take leading roles unless it's his own movie.
1: Yeah, but that was a time and a place. Now he just pops in and pops out.
0: I wish he would take leading roles that other people, people write for him because I think he's a great actor. I just think that he's... Oh, what
1: about Shrek?
0: Oh, yeah, that was amazing. But yeah, that was <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, he was in
1: Bohemian Rhapsody.
0: He was. I didn't see Bohemian Rhapsody. No interest.
1: He was probably the best part of that movie. That's not true. I like that. Anyway, here's the deal. Speaking <laughs> of Mike Myers, let's segue into Michael Fassbender.
0: Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. He is him. the hottest
1: thing. And he was born in Germany, so his first language is German. But when he auditioned for Tarantino, Tarantino was like, "There's no fucking way he's gonna be able to pull off this German. He's such a Brit." Cut two.
0: Born he's in Germany. Girl. Yeah, that's great, and he was so good in this movie. I mean, oh wait,
1: no, that wasn't about him. That was about Diane Kruger.
0: No, but there was the something gri- about him too. Cause he's German, right? Fass- Fassbender is a German name.
1: They both speak native German. Yeah, but are, have British
0: accents. Yeah, he's. So cool and so attractive.
1: Have you ever seen his penis? It's real and it's there and you could see it Really? in movies. Oh, yeah.
0: He's probably got a big old long uncut dick.
1: I got to tell you something. It is not small.
0: Yeah. He's got big dick energy real hard.
1: (laughs) Every time I see him, I go, I've seen your penis and I will marry fuck kill you and I will marry fuck and kill you over and over again. Mm. I will kill you while I'm fucking you in our marital bed.
0: Who who should we play Mary Fuck Kill about in this episode?
1: I was going to do the bastards.
0: Oh. But I think
1: actually Christopher Waltz might be a good contender. Like, Brad Pitt. Are we.
0: Let's just do it. But, Brad Pitt. Christoph Waltz.
1: Christoph Waltz, yes.
0: And who else? Fastband. Fastband like
1: the hot German guy. Like, the scary one.
0: I was going to say the. the Husband of the theater owner, the French oh, guy,
1: he is hot too. He is just
0: sizzling. Um,
1: <laughs> this podcast is <has> deteriorated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know we're spiraling, we're spiraling. <laughs> um, okay, but no, really, though, Brad Pitt, Christoph Waltz, and Fassbender. Go ahead,
1: okay, they're, they're characters, right? So Aldo Rain, yeah, Scary Man, yeah. And Fassbender. Okay, I'd probably. Here's the thing. I'd like to say that I'm adventurous enough to fuck Christoph Waltz, but I'm scared of him. Actually, Hans
0: Hans Landa.
1: Hans Landa. I feel like he'd really, really hurt me, and I wouldn't enjoy it.
0: Same. I feel like he would not listen to you if you said no to something.
1: Yeah, and he would like drink milk afterwards. And I have (laughs) or 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 or. So there's two ways to go. So I was gonna say like ooh kinky, like I'd be into it, but really I'm scared of him. Or. He has to be so hardcore and awful in like in his life that maybe he's like a really submissive lover and needs to be winced. Oh my god,
0: he likes to get pegged. You're right. That's yeah. got to be it. He so definitely likes to get the pegged. I shit
1: out of him, honestly. I've never pegged.
0: You never pegged? No. I you should don't ask know. your boy if uh, he'd be Perhaps, cool with it. Maybe Listen, we'll get married. I don't if think he, it's a if he, thing for me. If he ever asked to do butt stuff with you, you'd Christoph be like Waltz? no your boyfriend oh if he ever asked to do butt stuff with you then you should just say only if I can do butt stuff with you and I mean, but you don't really want to
1: I think that he'd be down but it's just the most intimate thing on the whole planet
0: it's very intrusive <laughs>
1: <laughs> like- I can't, uh, this is,
0: we have spiral <laughs> down again. the potty. Oh, God damn it! we're spiraling. All right, back up. Let's get, a, climb out of this hole. Do I
1: cut No, you should leave
0: it <laughs> Let's climb right out of this hole and go back into Brad Pitt's hole. So,
1: assuming that Waltz is a, a tender lover, I'd probably fuck him just because he's such a dick and I'd like want to dominate him. Yeah. I would, ooh, marry Fassbender and kill Pitt.
0: I would kill Pitt too. No, that's, I think that's the correct answer because I think that Brad Pitt probably has wicked, wicked PTSD. Um,
1: no, he I think he's just, an, he's like dumb. I feel like he'd just be like a jackrabbit in the sack, you know, which I don't really need. Probably,
0: you're right. He probably would be, but I also, he's gotta be, he's got the, the thing across his throat, mm-hmm. which um, people Some say might be because, hit. yeah, people say, I mean, it's never explained in the movie, but people say it's probably uh, surviving a lynching. Um, which has something to do with uh people that his character was based off of um i guess like one of those guys survived a lynching and so anyway he he put that in there assuming to that that lynching was popular in the 20s so blah 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 anyway um so there's that plus he there's like something about him having like some emblem that meant that he was trained in guerrilla warfare um which was a real thing apparently and then he's part of this like Nazi hunting, scalping team. He's
1: not part of it. He's the king of the,
0: it. He, exactly. He's the leader of it. Can you imagine him coming home after the war and being like, all right, honey, can you mow the lawn? I mean, fuck <laughs> no. He's going to be the worst husband.
1: And the worst in bed.
0: Worst in bed, worst husband. And so, I mean, after this war is over, do him a favor. Just kill him. <laughs> Just fucking kill him. <laughs> but he's made it so far. He made it so... F- okay, well, then, I mean, what? Do you want to fuck him? What are you, what are you no, saying No, I mean,
1: obviously, Fassbender with his BDE is the man for me.
0: Yeah, Fassbender is the one that you would want to marry because he's probably I would th-
1: bend him over fast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. All right. Just um, punning
1: them home. So talk to me about Shoshana. Shoshana? The the lead bitch.
0: I don't know much. Of, you talk to me about it. it sounds like you have something to say about her. <laughs>
1: Do you think that she's beautiful?
0: Oh, yes, of course she's beautiful. She's gorgeous, and she's a great actor. Like, she killed it.
1: Where has she gone?
0: What do you mean, where has she gone? Oh, where's she? How come I never see her her anymore? I don't know. I'm going to look her up on IMDA.
1: So I thought she was beautiful, and this leads me to my next point about this movie, which is that the styling was so the way that she wore clothes made me want to run out and buy all those clothes and then i was like oh no 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 if i put all those clothes on i would look like a raging fucking butch lesbian <laughs> it was like 12 pounds overweight 20 pounds overweight 30 pounds overweight 50 pounds overweight.
0: oh my god give yourself a break you would look beautiful in anything calm down um yeah that's so nice of you michael thank you she is in oh, i'm just saying that um she I'm <laughs> just kidding You haven't seen me in a while No I'm 100% kidding Um, She's in A lot of stuff That I have not heard of But it looks like Foreign films Oh she's in By the Sea Which Can't wait Never for us To watch, watch that it. one um,
1: Wait Oh it's I've seen it And it's the worst movie Brad Pitt's I've, ever made
0: I've heard about that it's, it's the one that Angelina directed They really just let her Go ahead and direct a movie <laughs> Um
1: How dare you ever let any woman direct movies, am I right?
0: (laughs) I'm glad we're on the same page about that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she's not in very much. Uh, So, that sucks. Uh, Let's see. On to the next topic. Yeah, moving on with her. So,
1: things I forgot. I forgot about the fact that Waltz, what's his name again?
0: Christoph Waltz or uh, Hans Landa?
1: I forgot that Hans Landa... I forgot about the whole thing about him taking responsibility for it i thought that he died in the fire so
0: i was equally like it was like the first time around me too i i remember i i i always do this so i'll I'll see a movie and i'll say that i love it and then i forget how it ends and so and then i'll be with somebody watching it who hasn't seen it and then they'll say like oh wait does is this what happens in the end like they'll try to guess it and i'm like i truly don't know and they're like you've seen this (laughs) and i I just always forget
1: and that was, like, a big thing to forget. There was a few big things to forget, like that she dies. Yeah. And.
0: Well, I didn't forget that part, but I did forget the thing about the end. And I, when, like, when they kidnap Brad, I was like, oh, fuck, this is where how Brad dies. And I'm like, wait, but I feel like he doesn't die. What happened? I, like, forgot what happened. Yeah,
1: me too. Because it's, like, the final scene. Because I, we I think the movie ends in your mind as a viewer when Hitler dies. It's sort of like that's what you remember yeah. when you walk away.
0: Totally, totally, yeah.
1: Um how much did it cost to make this movie?
0: Oh fuck, I forgot to look that up. Um but I will say my favorite line of this movie is when he says, "Say all feta until you're a Nazi balls." And then he shoots him in the balls.
1: <laughs> I like it when Brad go when he was trying to talk to the German guy like after the stakeout. <laughs> you know, in the in the bar after that big shootout where Fassbender dies. Yeah. And he's talking to the to the bartender and he goes, no guns, me. No guns, you. <laughs> it doesn't translate to the podcast, but I laughed really hard at the time. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, all right, so you're ready for the numbers, then? You are ready, ready for to hear about how it was made and all that? How shit. and right. how
1: much and why and where and when?
0: Okay, so um, first of all, Tarantino has spent over a decade writing this movie because he just like it kept getting bigger and bigger in his mind, and so it took a very long time for it to actually come together um and you know eventually he after doing all of his other movies people are just kind of like at this point they're like you can make whatever you want to make so they just so weinstein company actually although fuck harvey weinstein it's so hard because there's
1: so many movies that open all the brad pitt movies basically open with the weinstein company logo
0: well yes and also all of the uh tarantino movies he like yeah. Weinstein is credited for discovering Tarantino and getting him into getting Pulp Fiction into Sundance, which is what like kickstarted the whole Tarantino craze. Um, mm, story checks out. Yeah, so they 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 tried to begin production in 2005, um, but then production got delayed for various reasons. And then he did Death Proof in 2007, and then um, and then after 2007, he he started to continue work on on Glorious Bastards. And he originally had Leonardo DiCaprio to play Hans Landa. And we sort of talked a little bit about this, how that role was sort of, like, uncastable
1: yeah. or, like,
0: unplayable. But then he, he got Christoph Waltz, who fucking absolutely nailed it. Um, to the damn wall. And then Adam Sandler was supposed to play Donnie Donowitz. Uh, oh, that
1: makes sense, actually. I love Donnie right?
0: Donowitz. And then, But Adam Sandler had to leave to go do Funny People. And I think that Adam Sandler probably would have done a pretty good job. because Totally people hate Adam Sandler and I get why because he does bad movies but I don't think he's a bad actor like he was very good in the Meyerowitz stories
1: when he plays serious characters he's really good at it people don't hate him for his serious characters people hate him for trying to do that 90s comedy that put him on the map in the 2000s and late
0: 2000s right yes because he was a moment in comedy time he totally was
1: and now he's like Netflix gave him a jillion dollars to make movies and it's like Stop trying to make fetch happen. You know it's not going. to But happen.
0: one of the ones that he made was the Meyerowitz stories, which I always tell people is one of his best roles, and it's it sort of flew under the radar, but it like premiered at Tribeca, and it was really good. Is um, that about Joel Meyerowitz, the photographer? No, the photographer. Okay, no. Carry on. Um. Okay, so. That or are some of the fun little side roles, and that's—I mean—that's kind of it. And then the movie just like got made. We already talked about like getting Brad onto the movie, and, and but
1: quanto cuesta?
0: How much was it made?
1: Yeah. It
0: it cost seventy million dollars to make the movie. Um,
1: not not too bad.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty decent chunk of change. I mean, comparatively, what did this one take? what did Benjamin Button take again? It it took. Uh,
1: one hundred and fifty or one hundred and sixty.
0: Was it or was it?
1: Oh yeah, that's 000. right.
0: You thought it was. Gonna, <laughs> you thought it cost two hundred and seventy-five, and I was like, Jesus fuck.
1: Anyway, so it made sixty. It was made for six hundred sixty million dollars.
0: Seventy million dollars. Seventy million um, dollars. how much do you think opening? Brad
1: got
0: paid for it? I don't know. I I truly wonder. I, I wonder if like I didn't even Google search. Let me like really quickly just Google six search. Six million,
1: maybe seven million. Brad
0: Pitt salary for Inglorious Bastard.
1: I wish I could just call him and be like, hey, Brad. I hope you don't mind me asking, but...
0: Yeah, quick cue, BP. Um, How much did you you make for
1: IGB? (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) uh, right. anyway. So, we don't know how much Brad Pitt gets paid. We we just Googled it. There's no answer. Um, But, it's opening weekend. It made $38 million. It was the only like major movie to open that weekend there wasn't really any big movies out at the time either it they picked a good time to come out um that was the year
1: that the hurt locker won the academy awards and i got news for you fuck that noise
0: what i like that movie it was fine not as good as this one this is this is better this should it was nominated yeah it was it went for
1: the score too i believe and it was a great score
0: Yeah, totally good score. Great cinematography. I mean, this movie is just like thoroughly fucking good. It's a it's an absolute masterpiece. Yeah. Um, its total domestic lifetime gross in the theaters was 120 million. Internationally, it made 196 million. Okay. So so its total worldwide was 317 million. Which is the best a Tarantino
1: movie has ever done commercially, right?
0: Yep. Um, its DVD sales were 102 million. So. As far as I know, it's total lifetime worldwide ever anything gross is $418
1: Fuck yeah. Way to go.
0: So they fucking did the shit. They did the thing and they nailed it.
1: They nailed it to the wall.
0: They nailed it right to the butthole. To
1: the window. To the wall. They nailed it
0: to Benjamin's butthole. Okay, we're just rambling now. Spiraling once again. Um, Would you like to know how this movie was
1: received when it came out in the theaters?
0: (laughs) Yes, please. Yeah, I'm not gonna sing it back to you, but yeah, do tell me.
1: <laughs> okay, great. Well. Um IMDB gave it an eight point three out of ten. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes gave it an eighty-eight percent. Which if I see a movie that's been rated eighty eight percent by Rotten Tomatoes, I will watch it. If I see like a 7 like a like a s like a fifty five to seventy six, I may or may not watch it, but if it's eighty eight, I will watch.
0: No, see I I'm like torn on that because sometimes the critic reviews will give something like five stars all the way around, and it'll be like 100% certified,
1: yeah, 100% you know, certified, certified fresh,
0: right. and I'm like, and then I've like seen the movie, and I'm like, that's a movie, I don't want to watch that movie at all. So it depends on the audience score for me a lot.
1: You know, I don't really think about it that much, but still, I, what I, my point is, I think is a good score.
0: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it is. No, that's a great score.
1: And then Metacritic gave it a 69, which I thought was pretty low. That's across six That is a little low. Critics.
0: I wonder why it's low.
1: I think a lot of people just generally have a broad stroke of not liking Tarantino, usually. Like, m- most of the things... I was Again, I was trying to look for negative reviews, and it was all just like, gratuity. And some people were like, this didn't actually happen. And it's like, if you cannot fucking remove yourself from reality, then you should not be a film critic.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not a great... Like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's what stupid. What am I saying? Um, what are you even talking the
1: about? The EW gave them a B... Normally, I will read a line in it that's like interesting, but this thing was just like, it's a good movie. B. Nothing really to report. Roger Ebert okay, gave it... Okay, eat my ass, EW. Yeah, fine, whatever. Roger Ebert gave it four stars, which is a high review for him. He loved it. He thought it was whimsical. He really loves Quentin Tarantino. And, you know, that's that's pretty much the way the cookie crumbles. And I think it's now time for... Well, good for, for you,
0: Roger Ebert. It.
1: it was the first time in a long time I didn't hate Roger Ebert. I was like, okay. What ups. <laughs>
0: Okay, all right. All right, Roger. Fair okay, well, then let's give our our ruttings. Um, what do you think of – let's start with Brad Pitt's looks. What do you think?
1: Honestly, I think he was pretty hot with that hair and that face.
0: That hair and that face, I know, and that mug, that, like, mean mug. And his attitude. I,
1: it was all about his attitude. I really liked his yeah. attitude. And so – His
0: attitude adds a lot to his looks. I'm going
1: to give him – I feel like I want to give him, like, an eight and a half.
0: Oh, an eight and a half. I was going to just give him an eight. I'm
1: going to give him that extra half for the je ne sais quoi, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. I feel you. I get I get where you're going. I get where you're coming from, and I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Um, okay, and what about his performance?
1: This is a good one for him. Yeah. I feel like it's a nine, honestly. I think it's a...
0: Nine. I was going to say nine, yeah. Because, you know...
1: A 10 is a tough one to give, but I wouldn't have him change anything. I, there was nothing that I would have him change, and I really liked his character. And I didn't think of him as Brad Pitt, I thought of him as Aldo Rain.
0: You know what? I'm going to give him nine and a 9.5 because you're right. I, don't think, I can't think of anything that I would change. And that's a big. And it's a character and especially role, especially with an for him.
1: accent because he has a hard yes. time with accents. So, uh, I'll give it. No. Uh, I'll, I'll give him an extra half point. <laughs>
0: Okay, nine and a half all play play around. Movie overall, I'll go first because I think that we save. We don't say ten very often. If I think maybe we've only said it like one or a movie? two times before. Have we before. ever said
1: ten to a full movie? We've tened Brad's performance, but I don't know if we've ever tened a movie.
0: Well, this movie is getting a ten from me oh. because there's nothing else that I would change about it. I love it so much. I'm
1: slow clapping. I'm so clapping. Yeah. I mean, it yep. hurts me to give a ten to anything.
0: It doesn't feel like you should, but I'm doing it because it's like this is a really good movie. I think,
1: yeah, you know what it is? It's like we're not rating it. Yeah, I mean, it's a fucking tenor of a movie. I think. Yeah,
0: this, this is what we save ten I for. I
1: think this is what we save ten for a good cry. <laughs> congratulations <laughs> glorious bastards this is better than the oscar you didn't receive
0: it's true it is and you're you know what you don't have to thank us in person because we know how grateful yeah. you are and we'll just see you um later
1: we'll see you later <laughs> and
0: so quite the highly rated movie and honestly didn't see th- and what a joy i didn't expect this but based on our ratings the thing that was rated the lowest was Brad Pitt's looks, and he looked but great. But still was in
1: the nines, wasn't he? Eight and a
0: No, he's eight and a half. Eight and a half for you and eight for me.
1: And I just would like to shout it out to the man that he was able to make this movie while raising six kids and being married to Psycho Anjo. So, bravo.
0: Okay, well, how much... I mean, I'm sure he's a great dad when he's there, but like, it's not like they didn't no, have help. No,
1: apparently they don't have Well, I'm sure they do have help. But he is always talking about Let's all. He's honest. like, it's the first time in my life that like, I work to go home. I just want to go home and be with the kids. He kept saying that over and over again. A. B, and maybe we can save this for next episode. I really want it, because next episode is Mega
0: Mind, which is a cartoon. I don't think we're going to have as much to say.